Hi, I'm Daniel. I tried to host a broadcast quality talk show on Facebook and it did not go so well. So I decided to take a much needed rest. Well, technically the state appointed psychiatrist and the judge decided. I am now a guest of the Sunny Slope Sanitarium here in beautiful Santa Carla, California, where I am hosting a brand new talk show, or as my court-ordered therapist calls it, a grandiose delusion brought on by my unresolved trauma. Joining in my delusion this week from the Warner Brothers animated feature Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, voice talent Dave B. Mitchell. Also joining me from Young Sheldon, Sunnyside and Speechless, actor-comedian Rich Grosso. And what talk show would be complete without a musical guest, Nashville singer-songwriter Stephen Roth. Welcome to my talk show. Well, uh, hello, everybody. You, uh, you, you like the new set? Uh, apparently, yeah. Uh, I had a really rough week this week, uh, but things are looking better. I'm hosting a brand new show, so I'm feeling really good about that. Uh, the last show, well, there were a lot of technical problems, and then, of course, NBC Universal wouldn't let us, didn't let us actually even air because because we had uh, used Rich Grosso's uh, scene from Sunnyside uh, in the show, and it was not authorized, but there was not like anybody at the NBC legal office we could talk to because we were all in quarantine and lockdown. But uh, it was it was going to be a good show. Matter of fact, okay, let me, I was prepared. This was going to be amazing. Matter of fact, let me show you my opening sequence for the show that I worked on all last week and nobody ever got to see. Take a look. That was totally outstanding. There was no reason in the world not to be having a really great show after that. You feel me? That's, you know, that's, that's kind of my opinion on that. I, I get a little gangster about getting left out in the woods. But it, it was what it was. You know, the, uh, the, the technical aspects, everything kind of fell flat. And, uh, and I really felt bad because I disappointed uh, the audience, you, and of course the guys who, who were willing to give me a shot to come out with the first, of a, the first episode of a, of a talk show and willing to take a risk with everything to come help me out. And, uh, it, you know, you know how the end of that blew up? Yeah, that's what the whole show did right in my face. And, uh, and it, was, it was devastating. And, uh, and uh, at the end of the night, uh, Monday night, after trying to do the show, I was really hungry and, and I was very cranky and uh, it was really rough. And so I, uh, I, I, I snuck out and hit the drive-thru uh, over at In-N-Out Burger. And I was really, you know, I was like, okay, well, I deserve a treat. So I got it. I got pulled into line at In-N-Out Burger. And while I am sitting there, I'm sitting there trying to figure out how to, how to salvage my show. And uh, I just happened to see a, a celebrity walking down the street, uh, like walking on the sidewalk right next to the drive-thru line, which was coming all the way out of the parking lot and all the way down Moore Park Street. 
it was it was Joaquin Phoenix. And I thought, that would be awesome. That would be a great get for my show. And I ran out and I'm like, Mr. Phoenix, Mr. Phoenix, I want you to be on my show. Oh my goodness, you'd be so amazing. And, and you know, and I grabbed him and turned him around and it turned out it was just another homeless, it was a homeless guy. And, uh, and uh, in my defense, if you've seen Joaquin Phoenix when he's not actually doing a role, he, he does look homeless. Uh, and, and to make matters worse, uh, the guy had a heart attack and, and, and collapsed right on the sidewalk just as the cops pulled up and they tased me. I, uh, I went to, uh, spend the night in the Van Nuys lockup at which point, uh, the next day I went before the judge and, uh, I maybe could have responded. The response could have been a little better if I hadn't asked her if she'd plumped up during quarantine since the last time I saw her. And, uh, it was a bad decision on my part. And I take full responsibility for that. And uh, she and uh, the other and the uh, the court ordered psychiatrist who I also saw, and uh, I didn't make that comment to her. I just asked her how her many cats were doing. And uh, well, uh, now we're here. So there's that. But I think we've got the opportunity for an incredibly great show tonight. And I, I hope we, we, we do it upright and we give it the just the just professionalism it deserves. And I hope you folks are in, ready to enjoy yourselves because this is something truly impressive. And I'm very excited about this. I, I, I cannot tell you how, how appreciative and thankful I am that you are giving me this opportunity to make amends. It's very... Daniel? Yes, Dr. Dunbar? To whom are you speaking? Uh, I'm talking to the audience of my brand new talk show. That's Dr. Dunbar. He's a former medical examiner. Now he's my mental examiner. And he thinks this is all a grandiose delusion brought on by bipolar disorder. That would be a very accurate summary of my diagnosis, Daniel. And that would still be a very padded wall. Fine, Doc. Whatever. Joining me this week in my delusion from the Warner Brothers animated feature Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, voice talent Dave B. Mitchell. From Young Sheldon, Sunnyside, and Speechless, actor-comedian Rich Grosso. Still a wall. And musical guest from Nashville, Tennessee, singer-songwriter Stephen Roth. Wait, I see your audience. Really? Nope. It's still a wall, psycho. That was completely mean and, frankly, rude. How is that helping? Oh. I guess that's good to know. You best believe it. I could end you and make you look like COVID-19. I saw that. While I'm here in Sunny Slope Sanitarium, they are gradually trying to get me to readjust to reality. And the truth is, we're all trying to readjust to reality because it ain't the one we left, that's for sure. So things have changed up a little bit, but I figured to try to help you along, we started a new segment we call Asylum Tonight, The Red Pill. And so uh, I will try to relate to what's going on out there with you with, with something that's going on in here with me. And, uh, and, uh, and I wanted to talk to you tonight about uh, having to wear a mask uh, when, you're, when you're out in public. And a lot of people are finding that really 
intrusive and I get it. I didn't like putting on a mask when I left the house to go check my mail or to go do my laundry or to take garbage to the dumpster on the fear that I would run into somebody who would inter- who I would either give the COVID-19 to or bring it back home with me from them. So here's, let me explain this now in a way we can all understand. We're, we're doing some social distancing here and we're all staying six feet apart, but that uh, hasn't stopped certain patients. Uh, we'll call this patient Larry uh, from uh, making contact with his, uh, his, fellow, uh, his fellow patients. You see, uh, Larry makes contact by, uh, well, how do I put this? Uh, Larry likes to run around the ward naked and uh, pretty much anything, any place or anyone can end up being his restroom for um, number one. Okay, so yeah, he, he pees on things and people, mostly people. And so it, 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 it tends to be a little exasperating. Now, stop and think about this. If I'm walking outside and Larry pees on me, I've got clothes, but if I was naked too, then I'd be covered in pee. It'd be, and it's bad enough when it gets on your clothes, okay? All right, well, the same thing goes with this virus, uh, the coronavirus, because the bottom line is, all right, if you're wearing a mask trying to protect yourself from others, probably not gonna help you that much. However, if the person who's actually carrying the virus, which again could be you, you could be asymptomatic and have no idea you're carrying this virus. Are you familiar with the person? Have you ever heard of the term typhoid Mary? Typhoid Mary brought, her, brought the typhoid fever to millions of people be, be, and she was asymptomatic. She didn't have typhoid fever, but she gave it. And that is what, that's what's happening with coronavirus because the coronavirus, you can be totally without symptoms, but you can pass it on to people, people you know, people you love, people you care about. So in this, in this instance, we're talking about the coronavirus as though it were Larry's urine. All right. So what is the best, what is the best way, the most assured way to keep Larry's urine off of people aside from him not peeing? That would probably be for him to wear clothing. So if he were wearing clothing, he would pee on the clothing and thereby less likely to transmit it to anybody who is far away from him. Of course, anybody gets close to him, all bets are off. You know, if he starts the soggy spinning, which he's probably bound to do. So in, in short, I just want to say, Larry, for heaven's sake, put on some briefs. And for you inconsiderate people out there, put on a mask. Our first guest tonight is a voice talent of eminent renown with his voice featured in well over 100 video games, including the latest installments of Sonic the Hedgehog, where he plays Knuckles the Echidna. He is in one of the biggest games of all time, Mortal Kombat. In Mortal Kombat 11, he takes on the roles of one of the big bads, Garrus, and of course, a perennial favorite amongst uh, Mortal Kombat fans, Sector, the uh, Triborg fighter. And he has also taken on, on another Mortal Kombat role in a feature film, uh, joining Joel McHale in Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, where he plays the role of the Thunder God himself, Raiden. Would you please welcome Mr. Dave B. Mitchell? Dave, how are you doing? I, I'm doing all right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. 
I am incredibly stoked for you, man. This is this is a this is a huge coup. I mean, this is a this is a wonderful opportunity. That's you. You're playing a, a you're playing a prolific Mortal Kombat character. Are you not? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant doing your show. Oh, oh, well, yeah, of course, you know, it's a prolific opportunity to do my show. I'm not going to not going to deny you that. But, you know, it's I, I'm talking about your movie. <laughs> OK, oh, but yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Uh, Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, Mortal Kombat Legends. Actually. Legends. Scorpion's Revenge. You, you know. So, yes, I'm playing Raiden and uh, a couple other peripheral characters in there. Uh, yeah. Raiden, yeah, Raiden's definitely the big one. You can see right here. Yes. It. Yes. Oh, sorry. And I actually, I said that and you stood up and everybody missed your shirt. So right, speak again. again. There we go. Fun. Got the, like the, get the Raiden shirt on right there. Woohoo! So yeah. I was going to actually, there you go. That is, that is quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. One of my things that I'm known for in, in sessions actually is that because we don't have any costuming, mm -hmm. uh, I always, and because I work on so many things that I'm a fan of, or I'm a fan of the genre, or a fan of, you know, something related, uh, I almost always have something, you know, cogent to wear for the session. And it's gotten to the point where if I don't have something, I will get something, assuming I know what it is I'm working on. Because, you know, 50-50, you may not even know what it is. It's under a code name. You don't know until you show up. But if I know what it is going in, I always show up wearing something pertaining to the session and if i show up without one with people that i work with a lot i walk in and they're like wait what's wrong why aren't you why aren't you wearing a shirt i'm like ah, <laughs> i didn't know what it was i'm wearing a shirt just not an appropriate shirt. well it's not an inappropriate shirt it's not like a porn on it or something but <laughs> not, not but, but uh but but question but, this this brings up a good question for you, Dave. Uh, what uh, what uh, what what big uh, video game projects did you uh, would people most identify you with? Oh man, uh, well let's see. Recently, um, to tie into this, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I'm play I played Gyrus and Sector in that Gyrus brand new character, which was mm -hmm. amazing to get to, you know, to bring that to life because I'm a huge, huge, huge Mortal Kombat fan from, from all the way back to the first game and the movies and, you know, all that stuff. So to, uh, to get to bring a new character into the franchise and a really cool character on top of it. And I also got to play Sector, which I didn't know until I actually went in to do the session. And uh, it was a huge surprise because I got there and they said, okay, you're this and you're also Sector. I'm like, whoa, 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 Sector? as in like Linkway Robo Ninja Red Sector? And he said, yeah, I kind of lost it because I was like, oh my God, that's my favorite character in the entire Mortal Kombat universe. And they laughed and were like, oh, that's awesome. So I was like, okay, so that's really cool. Um, uh, Spider-Man PS4, uh, that was a huge hit. Uh, I play Shocker in that, um, which easily one of the best things I ever worked on, um, you know, top to bottom the cast, the writing, the gameplay, the action, the music, I mean, everything about it, every single person brought their A game to this thing. It was a huge hit and it just, it's, it's staggering how it's really how good video games can be, not just as games, but as storytelling, as art, as all of those things in a, you know, very cinematic way that games are now. And, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of that, 
uh, in MK11 too. Obviously, it's more kind of a linear thing, and it's got the tier system with you know the way the fighters work. But there is definitely a story there, especially with MK11 um, and the new characters and the fact that you're dealing with you know different versions of the characters with time travel and different. It's, so it's uh, there's that. Um, let's see. Um, I was Bish in the first Titanfall, the guy that kind of gives you all the, the mission stuff. Um, I done and I, I always forget i'm like uh what have, what have i worked on oh yeah <laughs> um there's it, you can go to if you go to imdb you can look it up dave b mitchell um, oh yes yeah imdb dave b mitchell for sure because uh, honestly i just you know it's i'm not i'm not being goofy i really I, when i try to think of everything because fortunately there's a lot of i've done over a hundred games uh in my career uh so far and so, yeah, you tend to, it's funny how when you're put on the spot, like, oh, uh, yeah, if somebody says, did you work on that? Oh, yeah, sure, I was that, and I played this character, that character. Although, I also have situations where because some of the games we do, if you're doing, you know, um, ancillary characters or, or, you know, Thug 3 and Police <laughs> 5 and Soldier 2 and all that, um which is a lot there's a lot of that which is great because you know we, we constantly get to work and get paid and get to work on these cool fun projects with our friends and people we respect and you know it's so it's really cool but uh so many of them are under code names and particularly if you're going in for a day and not playing primary characters unless it's something really obvious where you're going it's batman get him then you kind of have some idea what you're working on. Um, but otherwise, you may not know. And I've had friends say, hey, I was playing this game the other day. Is that you? And, uh, it could be. I don't know. Maybe. And then I'll you know, go listen to it and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's me. Cool. Nice. So, Question for you, though. Now, have you? Uh, are there any characters uh, that you would really love to play, uh, to, to, be, to be the voice of? in uh, either animation or video games? You know, it's interesting because that question comes up a lot and I, I'm never sure I have a good answer for it because, uh, you know, there are characters I love and uh, sometimes those characters do come up uh, for audition. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, Raiden's one of them because, you know, Raiden obviously has been played by a bunch of different people. Mm -hmm. You know, primarily in recent years, Richard Epcar, of whom I'm a huge fan, and he's a friend, and, you know, I love him, and I love his Raiden. Um, so it's always interesting trying to bring something different to a character that somebody's really kind of put their stamp on and that fans have identified with. Um, but so far, uh, in fact, we're doing a thing on Saturday, which is right tomorrow, as we're taping this, mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna do a live tweet uh, while watching Mortal Kombat, the new one. And oh. fortunately, it was streaming. It just dropped uh, this week on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, it was streaming for about a week before that, I think. And fortunately, I've gotten a lot of nice feedback from people. A lot of people were not real thrilled when they heard Richard wasn't gonna be playing the role in the movie, which it, I get it, because it's one of the hardest things is to take over or in this case, it's not even taking over because it's a different property and it's you know just a different approach, um, starting from the beginning again with the storytelling. But it's always interesting to step into a role that someone else has played and has played really well. Uh, so I'm not sure that there's anything off the top of my head that I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love to play 
that character, uh, just because so many of those characters that I really love have been done so well by my my colleagues and my friends mm -hmm. that I think for me a lot of the the real excitement, unless it's something like you know, getting to play Shocker and Spider Man was huge. That was oh, I'm a, a lifelong comic book fan. Spider Man was always a favorite. I'm definitely a big Marvel guy, um, and Shocker is a really really cool character. Um, and I really felt like when I first went in to work on that and showed me some of the first animations and the story and the gameplay, I was just like, wow, this looks ridiculous. And Shocker, who was always a really powerful character, he's, he's not, maybe not as well known as some of, you know, uh, some of like Doc Ock or somebody like that, who I've also played, by the way. Um, but um, to get to do that and just looking at the way they depicted the shock gauntlets in the game. I was like, oh, that's it. That's how strong Shocker is. And people really responded to that and, and to just everything they did with that. So, you know, in that case, something like that or something like Raiden. Um, and, you know, Shocker, there had been quite a few great people that had played Shocker uh, over the years and, and, you know, different iterations. Um, I really feel like I just, the way that they wrote this, the way they created the character, what they gave me to do and the, what they allowed me to play with, uh, just really, really let me go somewhere with the character that was really cool and people really responded to it, which was great. I was so overwhelmed by the reaction I got from that. Um, and so far it seems like people are liking Raiden. I, I hope they do because I, you know, I love the character. I love the franchise. I love the property getting to play such an iconic character from Mortal Kombat. I mean, Raiden is one of the central characters of the whole mythos. So, so getting to step into those shoes was, uh, was really exciting for me. And I'm just, I'm thrilled that, you know, finally people get to see it. And I just, I hope people enjoy it. I hope they like it. I hope they'll, I hope they, you know, will go along with kind of what I brought to it and what the, you know, what the writers created for me to do. Um, but it's kind of a long-winded answer saying uh, the thing that's most exciting probably is getting, is really getting to create new characters, um, you know, bring new things to life or introduce people to something where people get to, to meet a character as you. Um, oh, there, there's, there's a perfect example. Um, Garrus, yeah. Well, actually, Outer Worlds. Uh, Garrus is a perfectly is a perfect example, but Outer Worlds in particular, that's another big game. Uh, I'm uh, Vicar Max in that, who's one of the main companions. And uh, a brand new character, brand new property, brand new content, and such a fun character to play. And, you know, again, people, there, I've gotten so much great reaction to that. He's, you know, he's a dick. He's, he's not a <laughs> But it was, he was so much fun to play um, just because the writing, and that's, that's where a lot of this stuff comes from, uh, you know, in animation and games, the, just the quality of the writing that's going on in those two worlds, they're giving us so much to work with and so much to play with. And you just, you get these scripts and look at them and go, really, I get to do this? This is, this is what I get to do. And that definitely was the experience with, uh, with Outer Worlds with Vicar Max, like all the way through that would stop and look at, uh, I had two different friends directing on that, uh, stop and look after, you know, like a monologue and say, oh my God, this writing is so good. And mm -hmm. we were just kind of blown away by how good it was. So 
And that's well, a lot of great screenwriters. Uh, a lot of great screenwriters are moving into the video game world. And you just... oh, sure. Yeah, they're just, just yeah. There's because the opportunity for for cinematic storytelling and for extended storytelling. Because if you're looking at a movie, you know, with a series, mm -hmm. you're looking at a movie. You're looking at ninety minutes, two hours to kind of get everything in, unless it's you know part of a franchise or something. Um, but with a game, you conceivably in a larger game, you've got 40, 50 hours of gameplay. And that's, you know, that a lot of that's based on the choices you make. Whereas we've recorded a lot of alternatives as far as the dialogue and actions. So if you make one choice, we're going to go in this direction and you're going to hear this set of dialogue. If you make a different choice, we're going to go over here and you don't hear this set of dialogue. So it, I think as a, I would imagine anyway, as a writer, that it's got to be great to just be able to flesh these out and really look at every circumstance for a character as opposed to having to be strictly linear as far as getting, you know, point A to point B to the end, you know, driving the character arc, driving the plot, that kind of thing. So. Well, that's good. A question, uh, another quick question for you. Uh, on the Mortal Kombat 11 voiceover you did, that you did, did they transfer that over to the Mortal Kombat uh, mobile uh, game? Uh, that's a good question. I actually don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, because just, as an addict myself, I've been playing the Mortal Kombat uh, uh, mobile on my uh, on my phone quite incessantly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so because uh, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. I mean, or I, to be honest, I don't know the mobile games, so I don't. Yeah, because Kotal Khan definitely sounds like Phil, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's very possible. I, I don't, is Garrus in there at all, or no, not Garrus, but uh, but Sector is, and uh, and a whole bunch of uh, uh, tri triborg characters. When, well, when did that game come out? Because there, I'm I'm not the first one to have played Sector. Sector was, and I'm forgive me for forgetting who it was, but because uh, it was somebody awesome uh, that played Sector in. Mortal Kombat 10, I believe. Yeah. Well, this this kind of coincides with Mortal Kombat 11 because they've all, they've been upgrading. Uh, you know, they add they've been adding characters along as they go. Oh wow. So uh, yeah. yeah that, that's kind of another one of those things where not necessarily in on what they're doing with stuff usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't know where your voice is going. All right, hey, you know we're, we we had a really good conversation. I've, I've got one final one final uh, one final question for you. Uh, you know the thing things turn out that you end up where I'm at. Uh, who do you uh, who who do you want who do you want who do, who do you want uh, presiding over your music therapy? Because they're using music therapy with me and. Uh, it seems to be helping, uh, and uh, they, you know, I they said, you know, you need to go with a good artist. Uh, who, who uh, you know, it, it helps. Who, who, who would you, uh, who would you want incorporated into that? Uh, well, I mean, if you're going with just favorites, it would depend on my mood. I could probably mm -hmm. give you three that kind of cover a pretty good range. Okay. My, my overall, my favorite band of all time, Dream Theater. Uh, seen them live like 30 times. Um, they, they're definitely my go-to, uh, if from the jazz side of things, cause that's, you know, all of my formal training as a musician was actually in jazz and classical, uh, would be Michael Brecker, who's the, to me, the greatest 
saxophonist who ever lived. Sadly, he's been gone, what, I think 11 years now, as of January, he passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but, you know, that he will live on forever. And if you're talking about something kind of mood, uh, you know, floating around kind of stuff, uh, I have always, and it still am to this day, they're a huge influence on me, uh, musically, Tangerine Dream. Um, you know, if you, you couldn't have watched a movie in the 80s without Tangerine Dream. Um, mm -hmm moody electronic stuff ever so uh th those kind of cover a pretty good range i think right there <laughs> dave it was awesome as always to talk to you sir and i'm glad you gave me the opportunity to uh to do a to have a to have a mulligan on this whole uh talk show thing i appreciate well, it Thorazine, you know don't uh, don't bite anyone um try the walls look soft so you're probably okay for bouncing around but you know, don't don't throw yourself too hard against the walls or anything. Well, I'll take your advice. It's good to talk to you, Dave Mitchell. Our next guest tonight is an outstanding actor and comedian who has a career that has now literally spanned decades. He has most recently been seen on CBS's Young Sheldon with Ian Hermitage, on NBC's Sunny Side with Cal Penn and on ABC Speechless with Minnie Driver. For years he has been around, we're talking since 98 when he played in Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, and of course the perennial favorite, Everybody Loves Raymond with Ray Romano. Let me put it this way, if you want authentic East Coast for your story, and I'm talking black socks and sandals on the beach authentic here, this is the man you want for your production. Would you please welcome Mr. Rich Grosso. How you doing, Rich? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me uh, in the mental ward here. Appreciate <laughs> it very much. Well, I'm always up for the company, even if I can't actually have the company. So you, so you, you can understand that. You and know, we, it's, it's always good to visit someone else's nut house every once in a while instead of, you know, the monotony of your own. So I appreciate you having me here. Well, I definitely appreciate you getting here before meds time. That was that was the key element right there. So I'm really happy to have you on. So uh, your episode of uh, Young Sheldon aired uh, a couple weeks ago, didn't it? It did. Well, if you if you if you didn't blink, you probably saw me. And uh, you know, no small parts, only short actors. So uh, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I, I was, but you know what? Uh, yeah, like they say, no small parts, right? So. Uh, very honored and happy to be a part of that uh you know i think this is uh sheldon's last season too if i'm not mistaken so i got in under the wire i've uh I've kind of uh you know so we'll, we'll uh and it was great it was just uh, it was a great experience uh and you know getting hired by chuck Lorre is uh is a nice uh credit to have on a on an actor's resume so i i appreciate it well, there you go. Well, that's definitely uh, that's definitely something good. Uh, uh, I was I was about to ask you something because uh, you were you were in a scene with 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 two you know Hollywood legends, Craig T. Nelson and Annie Potts. And Annie Potts be still my heart. She is still as 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 beautiful as uh, as when she was in Pretty in Pink with Molly Ringwald and uh, and Craig T. Nelson was 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 awesome they were both just amazing and they were pros and they couldn't have been more warm and and kind to me and uh because i'm also a stand-up comedian as you know 
I, I, and a lot of people don't know Craig T. Nelson was a stand-up comedian. Uh, he had a, uh, a comedy team of him and Barry Levinson of the famous director, Barry Levinson. Uh, uh, so uh, I got to speak to him about that. I go, I go, you know, we were talking about the old days when he was doing stand-up with Barry Levinson. And he goes, yeah, and he still, he still sees him. And, you know, they went to lunch the other day. So it, it was just really cool to hear some of the old war stories from uh, both of those uh, wonderful seasoned veterans. It was it was, it was a lot of fun. Well, quick, quick question. Quick, actually, not a quick question. Just a quick statement. Actually, I remember I worked at the comedy store back in the early 90s, and I, would, and, and I was blown away when I saw they, they, had his, uh, they had his headshot there of his, uh, of his comedy career. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was a very impressive thing. I was like, he did stand-up? Wow. You know, he's a, you know, a, a consummate consummate comedy actor or consummate actor in general everything he does is great yeah and matter matter of fact uh matter of fact there was a he was a, a fun fact is that he was original he was the original uh he was the original guy that uh steve levitan was considering to play the role of jay in modern family ah, well, but he ended up that. yeah but he ended that. up doing parenthood so so they they uh they went to i mean he's a great guy yeah i don't feel sorry for mr nelson he's he's uh got a wonderful career (laughs) oh yeah yeah not in the least yeah he's he's had a wonderful career he's a good great career and you know and an incredible you know incredible work of both on screen and uh as a voice actor which i always appreciate Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, speaking your background, obviously, you know. Oh well, yeah. Well, I like heard you can, the promo. It's sound, you sound better than ever. So. Oh well, thank you. That's very kind of you. That's you know the uh, the <laughs> the sad part about it is I was born with a face for voiceover. So that's. <laughs> And so doing the old, this, the old, the old, I have a face for radio. Yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, but uh, how do you see? How do you see? your career unfolding now in the wake of in the wake of uh in the wake of social distancing and and uh our brave new frontier yeah you know what here's what i think uh this isn't the first time in history that the world has stopped that there has not been a catastrophe uh and that you know unfortunately people have died you know we've our our history has had you know like you know there's been plagues and there's been you know there's there's been tragedy in, in 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 this universe and i think the the positive side to that is it never ceases to amaze me how people come together and and how much kindness uh, that I've certainly seen during this bout of of of, of tragedy um, as a planet, you know how, how how we're coming together and and putting away some of our petty differences um, and some not so petty. Uh, and uh, at the end of the day, you know we heal. You know we forget. We move on. And I think it's gonna get back to normal eventually i really do i think there's gonna be a day where 
People are going to laugh and remember when we wouldn't hug. You remember that that was hysterical, you know, and, and, and I, and I hope to God I'm right, you know, because I don't think anybody wants me to be wrong. You know, I think, I think everybody would like it to get back to normal. So that's what I'm hoping and praying for. And well, and I, I think, think, I think we it will are. eventually. I think, uh, I think, I think we all, you know, I think we all share in your hope. Yeah. <laughs> Take some time. But I, I think we'll get there. I, I really do. I, I believe in us, you know? Well, well, very good. And that's the title of your next TV show, right? <laughs> your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> I believe in us. Or, you know, yeah. the spinoff from This Is Us. You know, of course, actually, I'm sure, I'm sure if anybody watches this, they're like, oh, that's a great idea to steal. We're going to take that one down. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we've still got a little time here. I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you, uh, I wanted to ask you about your, uh, your appearance on Sunnyside, which is what I thought was, I thought was downright one of your, you were downright hysterical. Oh, thank and, you. Yeah, uh, you, were, you, you know, <laughs> another great guy to work for, you know, Mike Shore, I mean, you know, you know Parks and Rec and, uh, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, uh, you, uh uh, Cal Penn was an honor and privilege to uh, work uh, with, and uh, and uh, Moses Storm, uh, you know, uh, great comedian and mm -hmm. an actor, and uh, the sidekicks that they hired us, you know, the the, the other guys that I was with on, on that show uh, were uh, it was a lot of fun, and they were a class act, and uh, you know, I got to play my stereotypical little. Uh, you know, Vinny Bumbats, uh, you know, how you, how you doing? What are you doing? You know, you know, and, uh, and, uh, I don't mind it at all. It was, uh, it was great. It was, it was really good. I, I don't know if it's coming back or not. Uh, they, they talked about it, maybe coming back on the streaming service, but not on regular network. But, uh, I don't know if any decisions have been made about that yet. Um, you know, look, I, I'm an older guy. I'm a veteran guy. I don't know what you know, what you don't know. I'm a guy that left, the business for 15 years, uh, you know, to, to raise a family. Uh, I did other things. I didn't act. I didn't do comedy. I was, I was gone for 15 years and, and I came back in 2013 and I've been back hitting it hard ever since. And, uh, it's like I'm new again. So this is all new to me again. It's all, it's all fresh. Uh, I'm not like jaded. I haven't been pounding the pavement for the last 30 years. I, I took a 15 year break <laughs> and, and did other things. Uh, what, what and, other, what other, what other things did you do in that time? Oh, you know? well, uh, I was, uh, I was a rest, I became a chef and I, I owned a, a very successful, uh, restaurant, uh, in the San Fernando Valley, uh, in Woodland Hills. Uh, I had a place called Giovanni restaurant, which was named in memory of my late father. And, uh, we were in the neighborhood. We had a little neighborhood mom and pop Italian restaurant for 15 years, and uh, and that's you know kind of got my kid through college and uh, and all that stuff, and helped pay for my two divorces, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and you know now that I'm alone again, and uh, and I have nobody to worry about but me. Uh, you know, I'm an old guy, but like I, I get to go be this young starving artist again. It's a lot of fun. Of course, reality sets in more when you're. Uh, when you're my age and you're a starving artist again, uh, like uh, for example, I was up for a commercial, and you can probably relate to this. I was up for a commercial for the role of a janitor, you know, no, and no. I, yeah, 
And it doesn't matter if I get the gig or not. But during the commercial, I realized it doesn't matter whether I get this or not. Had I'd have more money in the bank today had right after high school, I had just become a real janitor. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, so, um, but that's not what it's about for me. It's about, you know, doing the work again. Uh, you know, the, since I've been back uh, between the stand-up and the acting, uh, the universe has definitely given me enough signs and enough signals that this is what I should be doing. And thank God it's a business that we could do until our in, until we can't breathe anymore, you know? As long as we can make it to set, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, and I had a good year. 2019 was great. I, I did about four or five TV shows. Uh, I did a film. Uh, this year, before the pandemic hit, I, as you know, I did Young Sheldon. Uh, mm -hmm. I did a movie that I'm not allowed to talk about. I had to sign a non-disclosure over at Warner Brothers, which is when this gets started up again, uh, mm -hmm. I'll have the privilege of being a part of, uh, it, you know, an Oscar winning producer is attached to it. And, uh, and I'm just waiting to get back to work and uh, just try to stay positive like everybody else is during, during these tough times. Well, that's all anybody can hope for, Rich. Listen, it's been great talking to you. Like I said, uh, it's getting close to meds time, and I still got to get in a musical act here. So uh, there you, go. Well, you it, have baby. a wonderful evening. It was great talking to you, sir, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Daniel, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Good luck with the show. Well, thank you so very much, Rich. I appreciate it, and good luck to you in all your future endeavors. Thank you. I can't believe this. I'm a total space cadet. I had Rich right here, and I meant to ask him about a movie he did in 2018, which is now available for free on Amazon Prime called Assassin's Code. It's a great movie. stars Justin Chatwin and Peter Stormare and, uh, and, and that guy you just saw, Rich Grosso. As a matter of fact, I, I think I've got a clip here. Let me get it ready for you. Here, take a look. Carmen. Those things will kill you. <laughs> you gotta die of something. Nice night. You see up there? That's the hunter, Orion. To the left, you have Connors Major and Connors Minor. So you see, even up in Cosmos, the hunter has his faithful dogs. So that's the hunter, and those are his dogs? Yeah. Klaus, seek me. For crying out loud, Schlichter, how many corpses are you going to make tonight? Is it weighing on your conscience? No. It's weighing on my back. I gotta haul this stiff back to the lake. Our musical guest tonight is from Nashville, Tennessee. He is a singer-songwriter that can be found performing all the time at the world-famous Bluebird Cafe, where the likes of Garth Brooks, Keith Urban, countless other country music stars have performed. His music isn't exactly country, but it's really good. And I'm proud to have him back, especially after our ill-fated show last week because he's performing a brand new track this week. Would you please welcome Mr. Stephen Roth. Mm -hmm. 
hear it torn in two Is this the thing I've done to you? Like a car crash in slow-mo Step on the gas and I watch it go I will take you I will break you Till we all fall down Pray for mercy, pray forgiveness, pray to God to be Father to us all. Thank all of my guests for participating this evening. Dave B. Mitchell. You can catch him and Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, you can uh, It's streaming right now and available on DVD and Blu-ray. Rich Grosso. You can catch him right now on Amazon Prime for free. The Assassin's Code with uh, Justin Chatwin and Peter Stormare. 
And, of course, uh, Stephen Roth. You can check him out at rothsongs.com. I think we've got time for a little audience Q&A here. Hey, so, uh, Mr. Sanishevsky, time for your meds. Oh, that's Nurse Jameson. He didn't make it as a doctor. <laughs> hey, delusional Danny. I have a doctorate of nursing practice from UCLA. And if you're not careful with that attitude, you can find some extra strength stool softener in a future dose. You get me, son? Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Now come get your meds before I have the orderly strap you down for the night and have Larry come.